Appreciate it. Yeah, good morning, everybody. Happy New Year, and welcome to 2014. Wow. Uh, if I uh, haven't heard that yet, then uh, this is your first Sunday to hear 2014. Well, if you're newer to Brookside, my name's John Alfred. I'm one of the staff people here, and I wear a number of different hats, and one of the things I do is I oversee Brookside's involvement in our community to bless and to serve our city and also our global work. And we think it's important for churches and people to have an external focus. Uh, so we want to be caring for the poor and also be involved in taking the gospel to the nations. Today, we're going to have a special opportunity to spotlight one of our global partners. So we're going to have an extended interview with Miguel and Kristen Shaw. And Miguel's brother, Aaron, is also here. He does some special leadership uh, with the Shawls in their work in the DR. And uh, then after that, Miguel's going to share a short message from God's Word. So that's where we're headed this morning. Let's dive right in. Uh, welcome, guys. Thanks for being up here. It's like Thanks, the Shaw family reunion here. <laughs> here we are. Um, yeah, so Kristen, let's start with you. Uh, tell us a little bit about your family and also um, uh, why you're here in the U.S. for a mm -hmm. period of time and then also an overview of your ministry down the DR. Okay, well, um, I'm Kristen, Miguel. Um, we have three daughters. Samantha turned six today. Um, Nicole is three and a half. <laughs> Olivia is one, and we're here in Omaha until May 29th, and one of the primary reasons is that I'm taking some classes that are going to further equip me for my work in the DR as a nurse and um, health promoter, and you're going to see in our video in a minute that one of our primary focuses is church planning, and right now, while we're here, we have five church planning teams made up of all Dominicans, and they are working diligently in our absence in five different communities. We also have 12 um, youth to young adults um, that are being trained and discipled um, in missions, and four of them are getting ready to head to Indonesia for nine months, and they're going to be studying and ministering in a Muslim people group there. And then finally, um, we partner with a local clinic that has an infant child nutrition program that provides spiritual and physical care for malnourished children. So that's a little bit about what's happening. That's a lot. <laughs> wow, you guys are active. And I love the vision of the Shawls, Miguel, and Kristen. They um, really believe in the Dominican and the ability to send, create a sending nation out of the Dominican Republic so that Dominicans are going out to reach the world, to the nations, and also planting churches. So thanks for the work. You guys are doing an amazing work. We're very fortunate to partner with you guys. Now, uh, Miguel, uh, you grew up at Brookside, and back in those days you used to be called Michael. Um, and I love your journey of what God's done with your life. I mean, you're doing, I, I'm looking forward for, for you guys to be able to hear Miguel teach this morning. But um, Miguel, you've always had tons and tons and tons of energy. Hasn't always been focused toward God's work. Um, so I came uh, no. in 1994 to Brookside, and I was just starting here as a youth pastor. I'd done youth ministry some other places. Starting here my first year, just happened, it was Miguel's first year in youth group. So he was moving into seventh grade, tons of energy. Uh, a little bit of a hyper student to work with. And I remember just the enthusiasm. Was, you couldn't sit still for five minutes. And um, always kind of finding creative ways to be uh, mischievous. Kind of funny now. wasn't so funny back then. But uh, tell us about the beanbag incident. The famous beanbag story. Yeah, the um, famous beanbag incident. So there used to be these uh, portals. What were they called? Trailers. Yeah. Trailers. Why do I call them portals? And uh, that's where we met. And there was uh, one of our junior high nights. John was teaching, and I think I was having a hard time focusing yeah. on the teaching. And they had these beanbag chairs, and I decided it would be fun to empty an entire beanbag chair into the vents. 
of the, uh, the ductwork system there. So yeah. it turns out John and, and Dan Holmes had their office there, and every time that the heater or the AC would kick on, you'd have a small geyser of yeah. these little white styrofoam balls so that, like, uh, that would remind them how yeah, much they loved yeah, me yeah, yeah, all yeah, the time exactly. and how great It was kind of the I gift was. that came kept giving because it wasn't just a one-night thing, but for seriously like a year, and you can talk to Dan Holmes, every time the HVAC system came on, like white bubbles would float off the floor. And uh, I was telling first hour, you know, I love Seinfeld, and Jerry is fond of saying, Newman. And uh, I used to clench my fist every time, often, when the HVAC came on, I'd say, Michael. But um, you were a lot of fun, a ton of fun. Um, had had Loved some issues it. focusing, but ton of fun. Um, remember, there was a time when you know you had a partner in crime. The two of you together would would cause a lot of you know uh, disturbances. And there was a couple of girls in youth group that came and said, you know, we don't think we're going to come anymore if you're there because there's so much noise and rambunctiousness. We came up with a plan to have you and your cohort come to youth group every other week. Yeah, partially kicked out. Right, partially kicked out of the youth group. <laughs> So those are the good old days, right? Uh. Anyway, fast forward in high school a few years later, um, Miguel surprised me by wanting to go on our missions trip to the Dominican Republic, which is the hardest thing, most intense thing that we would ever do with students. And uh, so I got the application, and I'm like going to, to the Lord and saying, okay, Lord, this is either going to be a God thing, and you're going to rock his life, or this is going to be one mess of a trip. But we ended up uh, accepting him, and, and he went along on the trip. And tell us about that, that trip to the DR the first time. Yeah, so that was between uh, junior high or junior and senior uh, year in high school. And, I mean, I was your average teenager, selfish, self-centered kind of punk guy. And, uh, and God just undid, undid my heart and undid my life um, using the poverty and using you know, the brokenness of the people and, and just getting to meet people who are really, really hurting. Um, I realized how selfish I was and how I had been living for myself and, and nothing more. And, and I really repented of that and just asked for forgiveness. And as he gave me forgiveness and, and, uh, and, and uh, you know, he granted me this, this call to live for something more and to mm. live for him in the Dominican. And I said, yes. So that was kind of my life was written at that point as far as the Dominican being my home. Yeah, it was so amazing to be on that trip as a youth pastor who had worked with Michael for a number of years and see in the course of about a week and a half, God grabbed the heart of a young guy who had tons of energy and tons of enthusiasm and ability and leadership ability and just do a 180-degree turn. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I just am so proud of the work that you and Kristen are doing in, in the Dominican now. Um, it was fun just to, to see that all kind of start in, in its kernel form. So tell us a little bit about what your thinking is on short-term trips. Well, obviously, my wife and I are both products of short-term missions trips. So our lives got turned upside down, and, and everything that we do now and who we are is because of this catalytic moment that happened on the missions field. And I know countless people that go and, and encounter Jesus in the most real way in their life. And so I think it's huge for participants. Um, but for us, now that we're on the field, I can truly say that it is a huge encouragement to have people come down and work alongside us and join us. And, and just being there, and, and especially Brooksiders, we know you, and um, it really is a bolster to the local ministry. It really is fruitful. And so we're thankful for, um, yeah, for Brookside's yeah. partnership and involvement. Yeah. And there's a lot more stories we could share, but we'll keep moving here. So um, after high school you finished, you came back, and that was a story in itself. But 
Uh, you finished high school, you went to Grace for a little bit, then you went, you were really wanting God to take you to the Dominican Republic. But God kind of veered your course a little bit and had you in Mexico for a time period. Your heart was so in DR, but you were there in Mexico getting training, and you're doing an internship with a missions agency. There you met Kristen, so there was a reason for that. And then shortly after that, God allowed you then open the door to allow you to go to DR. Mm -hmm. And now you're there working, sending Dominicans, equipping them to be church planners and missionaries. And uh, has just in the last year started a new initiative called Promised Land, which is helping American churches network with these little tiny uh, church plants in villages. And we're a part of that now. We're a part of your guys' ministry, so it kind of comes full circle. So we're going to take a look at the video uh, that you guys have made about that new initiative and uh, then talk a little bit about that. So let's check out the screens. Hello everyone, my name is Miguel and my wife Kristen Shaw. Um, we have been married for seven years. We have two beautiful daughters and we work with Adventures and Missions in the Dominican Republic. So we believe that the Lord wants to fill the Dominican Republic with His glory and doing that through the local church. The body of Christ coming together and, and reaching their own community. So even though the Dominican is a reached nation in the sense that the gospel is here among the people, there are still many remote villages and even slum neighborhoods that there is no gospel presence within it. You could literally be born, grow up, work, have a family, and die without ever hearing the gospel. Our heart is to encourage and empower the Dominican church to be a church planting body, to be a people that go out and reach their own countrymen with the gospel of Christ. We call this ministry Tierra Prometida, which in English means promised land. So one example of Promised Land Ministries and how that has worked is there's a pastor named Rigoberto and a co-pastor Manuel. They are young pastors full of energy, full of life, and have a vision to expand and to reach the, the villages nearby them. They have a small church full of very mature believers and followers that want to be mobilized into leadership, that want to be used for the kingdom. So we were able to plant a vision within these pastors to, to plant churches. Within 15 minutes of their community, there are two villages that are communities that have no church present whatsoever. There's no gospel, there's no one reaching them, there's no one preaching them. The problem that they came into was the finances. How do we transport people? How do we move people there? So there's an expense there that is difficult for them to, to reconcile. Through a church in the United States, we're able to help them see churches planted in these two communities. We would love to see American churches meet the local pastors that we have in our networks and meet these churches that are mobilizing their own congregation to, to be sent out. Now if you find a location, what we'd love to do is have you commit. So the first thing we would love for you to do is be the intercession body, the intercessory group for these people to be reached with the gospel. The second thing we ask you to do is come down. Come down at least once a year, twice if you can, and join in the work. If that's an evangelism, if you're doing working with the kids, if you're doing a baseball camp, whatever it is, wherever the, the, the local church is at, we'd love for you to join in that with them. Anything you do, whether you work with kids, whether you sew, whether you do construction, there, there is a way for you to plug in, there's a way for you to love on the communities we work in. The third thing that we'd like you to do is figure out how you can help support financially the expenses. This isn't something for someone to get paid or someone to make a salary. This is all about how can we just cover the transportation expenses? How can we cover a one meal for this church planning team to go? With partnership, 
I'm fully confident that this nation can be fully reached with Christ. We are just so blessed and thankful um, to be a part of what the Lord's doing here. And we are seeing just the Spirit move in beautiful and incredible ways. We're seeing churches raised up. We're seeing teams of church planners just come to life at small churches and move into new communities. We're seeing villages reach. We're seeing the mountains coming to proclaim the glory of the Lord. We're seeing people rising up to their inheritance and the call that they have. And we would love just to have you down, just to see what he's doing, and um, just to see if the Lord would have you partner and be a part of what's going on here. pictures and those videos of your home. But um, <clears throat> so Miguel and Kristen have picked a little village with no church in it for Brookside, and we can help partner and help this little uh, uh, house church begin. So uh, help unpack this just a little bit, this program for us, uh, Miguel. Yeah, it's, it's really exciting uh, to see we have these 16 villages, you know, within an hour of, of our town of San Juan that have no gospel presence, and there's, there's no church. And many of them, there's not even one believer. And so we began this ministry and working with Dominican churches and American churches to come together and to plant a, a church, a self-sustained church in those areas. And so we have five of them that are active now, and they're growing, and there's villages that now have 20 and 30 believers that just a couple years ago had no one that even knew the name of Jesus. So it's really exciting, and as Kristen said, we hope you know, to double that by the end of next year. And I, I do believe that through this ministry, history and through partnerships like Brookside's, the whole nation can be reached. That's so exciting. Yeah, I love that vision. So Aaron is Miguel's brother, as we mentioned, and he's taking on special leadership uh, for Impact Ministries and overseeing our work in the DR with Miguel and Kristen. So Aaron, uh, kind of unpack what this all means a little bit more. Sure. Yeah, thanks, John. Yeah, I'm really excited um, that Brookside is involved um, in the Dominican Republic and that I'm able to head up uh, that part of the ministry. So we have partnered um, with Miguel and Kristen, this promised land ministry, and I've uh, helped identify a small village uh, called Guandules and had no church, um, really no believers there. So we've been working there and uh, a local pastor, a seasoned pastor named Octavio, and then some of the Dominicans that Miguel's been um, discipling and ministering to, or um, mentoring, um, they are ministering in this uh, little village. And I'm excited to report just over about the last nine months, there's already been over 20 people that have uh, trusted Christ are now following him. And this young church is growing and it's just, Amen. yeah, it's really cool to see God's work in even just such a short amount of time. Hmm. Uh, so what we as Brookside do is we um, provide uh, some money, about $3,000 a year to help cover the church planters uh, ministry expenses. Um, one other thing, actually in a few weeks from now, we'll have some fresh Dominican coffee uh, for sale up at the Vision Wall. Um, that that, all the proceeds from that also go to help support this ministry. Uh, so we give money and then we're praying regularly for them. And then we also send teams down um, once or twice a year. Um, some things that these teams do, uh, like children's VBS, uh, teaching, evangelism, um, house ministry, um, just a lot of relational time with the people and sharing Christ with them. Um, now this summer, I have the opportunity to lead a team of adults from Brookside Down um, in July. And um, yeah, I'd love, you know, you guys to think about, consider going with us. Um, from previous years, we've taken a family trip to the DR. This year, the family trip's staying in Nebraska. So we're taking a trip, uh, men, women, married, single. Um, yeah, you're all welcome to come down. Uh, we'll be doing, working with um, this church planning effort. Uh, the second thing we'll do on this trip is we're also doing a building project. Uh, for about a year and a half now, we've uh, started constructing a permanent uh, home and ministry center for Miguel and Kristen's family. So we're going to continue laying some concrete block and pouring some cement for that. So 
I really encourage you to think about, you know, if maybe God will be tugging on your heart to go um, in July on this trip. Uh, maybe you've been to the DR before. Maybe you've never gone on a mission trip. That's okay. Um, you know, these trips can be very powerful in your life and then can really impact uh, the Dominican as well. There's a number of different things they're going to be doing, so you can kind of have some different options, construction or, yep. or other kinds of ministry. And I think apps are due at the end of the month yep. online. But um, So, uh, Kristen, let's turn to you. And um, so if people are here and kind of want to get more connected and hear more about your guys' ministry, how, how could they do that? Well, we're having a vision breakfast here at Brookside, I think early February. It's in your bulletin, and we'd love to have you. We're going to be talking a little bit more about just life and ministry there, and I'm sure our kids will be running around, and it should be a good time. So please come, get to know us, and we'd love to get to know you. Yeah, information, like she said, is in the insert in your worship folder, and you can register for that online. Well, guys, you know, I really believe from the core of my heart that God loves diversity. And, um, you know, I was just telling first hour, I'd really like to be fluent in Spanish in five years. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I think that would be fun to add. Um, you know, the Bible tells us that every tongue, every language, every tribe, every nation is going to be represented in heaven, every people group. And um, of all people on the planet, Christ followers should be the ones that are taking initiative to uh, embrace diversity and to uh, model a little bit of what heaven's going to look like right here on earth. Uh, so with that in mind, I think Rob's going to come and lead us in a special song. So Rob? <laughs> 